I met Tom Taylor many years ago through his wife, Bev, and their daughter, Tara, two brilliantly talented ladies who run Artifacts Gallery in downtown Farmington. It was only after I met Tom that I learned he was somebody more than Bev's wife or Tara's dad. <laughs> many people know Tom most recently while he was a New Mexico State Representative. Before that, he was the Farmington Mayor. Before that, he was a Farmington City Councilor. Before that, he was on the Planning and Zoning Committee. Yep, a complete career in politics. Now Tom's retired and spends his time helping Bev and Tara run the gallery. The gallery that used to be Farmington Lumber, his, fam his family's business. And where he spent his time before he was reluctantly called into, into the world of politics. Reluctant or not, Tom Taylor has done a great job serving the state and the city he loves. The city he's proud to call home, Farmington. In fact, he's still doing it. Tom is an important part of the issues being worked on by Four Corners Economic Development, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Tom is incredibly intelligent, loves his family, loves his city, and is hilarious when you get him on a roll. I wonder if I can get him to tell some of his, some of his stories on camera. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. 505 Motorsports in Farmington is awesome. They sell vehicles of all makes and models, as well as four-wheelers, motorcycles, boats, RVs, and more. They even offer in-house financing and co-signment. If you want your vehicle to shine like a diamond inside and out, it doesn't get any better than Blue Diamond Auto Spa. From a quick and easy wash and go to a full detail, they're the best in Farmington. Give your vehicle a day at the spa. So we just picked you up from Artifacts Gallery. Artifacts Gallery, yes. And the new studio bake shop that Tara opened in there, right? That's right. So instead of driving to get coffee, we walked in with your coffee, and that's the first for the show. Yeah, you know, that's why we used to do it. <laughs> Where you have to actually get out of your car and go into a business well, and do you know, something. it used to be that coffee something. You'd sit down with friends and have a cup and do something else. And yeah. We've turned it into this really quick thing that's basically yeah. coffee-flavored sugar drinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of just another element of the whole energy drink kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, our space is so cool because, you know, it's old, it's wood. Right. And uh, there's kind of a spirit in the place. Yeah. So, so there's actually some history there. Um, Farmington Lumber has been around since 1908, or the building at least, that building has. Well, the building was built in 1908. Farmington Lumber has been around since 1905. Uh, it was located down where the railroad tracks were, where the uh, district attorney's office is now. Okay. Um, in 1916, that business burned, and so my granddad came up the hill and bought Gibson Lumber. Right. Uh, and went back into business in 1916, so... And Gibson Lumber is where Artifacts is right that's now. That's right. It was Gibson Lumber originally... And then the name got changed. And then the name it. went from San or Durango Planing and Lumber Mill, actually, to Farmington Lumber in 1916 when the when they bought the building. Right. Okay. And and then in uh, what was it? Uh, 
20, I forget what, no, 19, late, 1990, 90s. 1995, yeah. we uh, made the decision to close the building. We right. liquidated everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Bev could uh, do what she'd always dreamed of doing, and that was having a, building full of art studios. Yeah. You were born in Farmington, right? Yes, I was. So you were born in Farmington, you went to college, um, BYU, by BYU? I went to BYU for a year. Okay. I got a master's degree in skiing, and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I went to UNM and majored in architecture. I was there for five years, and uh, uh, things changed in the lumber business at home, so I didn't end up getting my master's degree. I left okay. a little before that. Uh, came home, freelanced architecture, along with running the business for a few years, and then something happened with the political thing, and the rest is history. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you became you became the the Farmington mayor. What year was what year is that? Well, actually, it was in uh, in 1977. I think it was Bob Culpepper, or might have been might have been Marla Webb put me on the Planning and Zoning Commission. Okay. I really hadn't intended to have a future in politics. <laughs> right. In 1980, a group of folks said you got to run for city council, so I did. Yeah. Won. I served on the council for four years and then retired from it. And then two <laughs> years later, there was an election for mayor going on, and there were four people in the race, and I just uh, was concerned about the future of my community, so I yeah. jumped in and managed to win in a five-way race. Wow. And I served 12 years. Very cool. Two more elections. Um, after being the mayor here, you were a state... Uh, legislator, uh, representative. Yeah, were, you were like the minority leader. Is that? I did that for a little bit too long. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the house for sixteen years. Yeah, uh, I was minority leader for six years. Okay, it should have just been four. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't realize just... that till after I was out of that position. You were just doing a good job at it? And no. Said, you're no a, we'll just keep you when in you're there. out of that, you're a free agent. Right. But you're a free agent with a lot of tools that you didn't have right. before you were in leadership. Because, you know, the legislature is interesting. And uh, when you get elected to it, you think you kind of know what's going on and you realize you don't. Yeah. I always tell people that in, in, in the House, I'm sure it's the same in the Senate, your first term is your term of learning. Right. Your second term is your term of enlightenment. <laughs> and your third term is your term of authority. Right. Anyway, so you go through that process, you figure out how the system works, and then all of a sudden you get into leadership. Right. And you discover a whole bunch of things are happening that you didn't know were happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so after you've been in leadership, you have all the tools. You know how it happens. Right. And how to make things happen and it just is so much more fun right uh, I had a great time down there I had lots of friends on both sides of the aisle yeah so you <coughs> left all that behind and yep. um, but not the issues you left the political career behind retired from that and uh, uh, but you 
there were some efforts. Uh, I think I think if I remember right, there were a couple of different efforts, but one of those was E greater than P. Anyway, so when I got out of legislature, I, you know, the biggest focus I have is, is on my community. And, you know, beginning in 2008 when the recession hit, it's been especially difficult on this community. Yes. Yeah. We are an energy-based community. The state is an energy-based economy as well. Right. And uh, so in that process, we realized uh, when we formed E is greater than P, uh, the eight of us that were that just sort of coagulated. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all realized that we were all thinking the same thing, that our community was in permanent decline. Right. And uh, we had to figure out something. So. And so the, that e gra- that was ec- ec- um, the economy greater than population. It needs to grow at a rate greater than population. Right. And that's yeah. the name E greater than P. So. And uh, uh, anyway, so... That was the process that started uh, the revamping of San Juan Economic Development Service right. into Four Corners Economic Development Service. Uh, it took us about a year, <laughs> right, year and a half, to finally get all of that stuff figured out. And so that that group um, doesn't exist, or at least under that name anymore. No. Correct? So now everything's going through Four Corners Economic Development. Yeah, and of course, E is greater than P was never a formal group. Yeah, it, it was just some people with yeah. the same ideas. It um, was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and of course, uh, we did that at a time when our uh, prognostication came true at a rate ten times what we expected. Right. And now we exist in a world that is so different than it was in you know, 2008 when we started this. Right, uh, right. In every profession, we're doing away with the number of people it takes to get them done. Yeah. Uh, so the result of that is is most uh, difficult with, with coal more than anything because it takes, you know, seven or 800 people to make a megawatt or a, uh, a gigawatt of, of power. Of coal yeah. power. Yeah. Uh, it takes 12 to do it with solar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it takes about 30 to do it with natural gas. <laughs> and drilling well, you know, Hillcorp came to town uh, with new technologies, and, you know, it takes one third of the people to do what Conical Phillips did. Right. Uh, and that's just a fact. So the 6,500 jobs that we lost in the oil and gas industry in the best of all worlds could be replaced to about 2,000 at this point. Yeah. uh, Is all. So it's a real challenge to figure out how to to diversify and change an economy in a very unpredictable future. Right. And that's the... So that's... For people that aren't familiar with, with with the movement or with the group, the the organization Four Corners Economic Development, that's kind of the mission is to diversify our economy in in this area. It's not just Farmington. Uh, not right? just Farmington. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, when I was elected mayor, it was about, oh, two months into the job, I realized that the city that I was mayor of was about 20 square miles. Yeah. The community that I was mayor of pretty huge was 
250,000 people right. that lived in a 100 mile <laughs> radius. Right. And a lot of them came here and shopped for goods and services. We have an interesting economy in the Four Corners, and it's always been my contention that you have to be a regional thinker when yeah. you live here because, you, do. you know, when the Farmington Convention and Visitors Bureau goes and does their thing, people aren't coming here to see Farmington. No. We have 57 national parks and monuments <laughs> within four miles. Right. Or four hours. Right. And, uh, you know, I mean, there's just all of this stuff going on around, you know. So in the community, we've done our best to have a really top-notch park system. Right. Uh, because we have to support a whole lot of people that don't live here. Yeah. Anyway, we have great opportunities here. We're just, you know, we've got, you know, in the energy world, hey, there's, I think there's a lot of room for development of natural gas. There's a whole lot of room for development of solar. Yeah. You, you know, there, this is. I think that was this the thing. got to be in the top one percent of places in the U.S. to build solar. Yeah, we get power. a lot of sun for two reasons. Yeah, the space. Well, I mean, we've got the space for it because it does space. eat up space. We have the sun. It's just not cloudy here very often right. at all. And the other thing is, is that there's transmission available. Exactly. Yeah. Most of the places where you have a great solar opportunity, there's no transmission. There's, there's no infrastructure <laughs> for it. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, you know, there's that piece of it. Um, a lot of people think it's windy here, but there's no chance for a wind generator in Farmington. No. <laughs> no. And I always tell people that it's the most boring place in the world for natural disasters. It, it actually really is. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean... There it, are none. It's like we're in a drought, but not big deal. We're always in a drought. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I have this juniper tree that's north of my house just a little bit. Yeah. That's a pretty good-sized old boy, and so we we took a core sample from it. Right. And it's hard to find the center of a juniper because, you know, they have such wicked-shaped trunks. Right. So anyway, we we tried shooting shoot for the middle. We didn't really get there, but we were close. Um, we have 1,157 annual rings on that tree. Really? Yeah. And there's a period back around the 900 time when the Pueblos left, the drought that happened in there. Yeah. That tree, 356 years to put on one inch of growth. Wow. <laughs> it was like a microscope to wow. count the stupid rings. Yeah. 356 of them in an inch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that, that uh, we're trying to do with... with uh, with economic development is agriculture. We we didn't get our name from nowhere. I mean, Farmington. No, we didn't. Um, so, but people wouldn't normally think of this as an agricultural place. We're talking about drought and like really low average rainfall and, and things like that. But we have, well, we used to have three rivers. We It's still there, the third one's still there, but uh, it's, the, the La Plata is so small nowadays. Well, of course, the La Plata, you it's know, tough. has been enhanced a little bit. Yeah. They did build the Long Hollow Reservoir. Right. Uh, that was designed to try and maintain that 100 foot per second flow during the season. Right. Uh, at the border. Uh, and it'll take some time for that thing to, to do its thing like it's supposed to. Right. We're going to have to 
figure out uh, uh, some new opportunity when it comes to, right. to agriculture. And the, and the thing there is, is we've got to figure out how to add value right. uh, to what we're producing here in the area. Yeah. So that's one of the other things that really in the last two years that we've worked really hard on, and that is to recognize uh, the ties between us and the Navajo Nation. Right. Governmentally, you know, we're miles apart. Right. Because there you have the BIA and the federal government. And so governmentally, we have virtually no horizontal relationship with them. Right. Uh, we recognize that we need to find those horizontal relationships. And so we're working very strongly with that right now because right. opportunities of partnerships and growth are great. We need to help that situation so that... Yeah so that the communities around us are as, as healthy as we are. Right, right. For Farmington to be a healthy community, and all of them around us not, is right. of no value to no, us. No, it's not. It's important that we're all together. Right. And so we're trying to work ways that are conventionally uh, beneficial to both Navajo Nation and, and Farmington and the economic development. Right, arena. right. But... Bottom line on economic development, what, what can we expect um, well, in any kind of you can near to mid-future? a full-court press. We've, we've been uh, fighting a really interesting battle. Yeah. Uh, we keep thinking we have a handle on our future. Uh, you know, it's like the coal plant out here, which is a big deal. The opportunities that we have here are somewhat complicated by our remoteness. Yep. Uh, one of the things is, is we really need to have at least three tour uh, agencies along Main Street. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. We need to have three of them. You know, here, I mean, there's biking. I mean, all of the ten things that we've looked at right. in, in the recreation industry, right. them all. There, yeah, there's and so many different types of outdoor recreation. The people that come through here on yeah. photography trips yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's amazing the number of people that are here to take pictures of all of the things that are around us. Right. And, you know, the downside is only 6% of San Juan County is private land. The upside is the lion's share of its BLM, and you can go and do anything you want to pretty much on right. BLM land. <laughs> and right. uh, most of it's accessible because of oil and gas. Right. <laughs> and, uh, right. <clears throat> there are great places. Yeah. I mean... You know, I can grab a sleeping bag and drive two miles from my house and be in the wilderness where it's dark at night. It's yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. What is this? Anyway. Yeah. We've got amazing opportunities there. We're focusing on the uh, outdoor industry manufacturing. Yes. Of whatever. Yes. Uh, equipment and that sort of thing. As the economic development side of that, while tourism is really focused on trying to to promote the fact that. We live in a spot where if we had the right kind of businesses in town, it would be great. I had a German couple in the coffee shop one day, and they said, uh, I said, where did you go today? And they said, well, we tried to find Ashithlapa Wilderness, uh, and we just couldn't find it. And I went, yeah, I wish you'd have been by this morning. I'd have taken you there. Yeah. You know, because it's just impossible. So you need to have people that know the cool places and yeah. we have a huge, and how to get to them how to find them opportunity yeah. there yeah doesn't replace oil and gas nope nope 
We have to eliminate the idea of replacing and realize this is where we are. Right. Exactly. Where yeah. we grew to at some time, yeah. we may grow back there, but it's going to be in a very different way than we right. do that. We do that. But t tourism and it, tourism is not, like you said, not a replacement for oil and gas, but it's an important piece of the overall picture. Oh, yeah. It's an element in agriculture. We're not going to replace oil and gas, but it's an important piece of the overall picture, and and just all of these little elements, manufacturing, it's would come closer to replacing oil and gas that yeah. has the potential to be, but, but it's still probably not going to replace it, but it's a, another <clears throat> significant piece to the overall picture, and I think that's where we need to, to go, is just that whole diversification thing, just finding yeah. all these little pieces. And in the midst of that, we have to figure out how to replace the high property taxes that oil and gas and right. production of electricity and all those things provided for us. Uh -huh. It's a huge amount. I mean, for central consolidated schools, you know, the plan out there is yeah. a huge problem. I mean, with the county and San Juan College, I mean, together it's over 10, 15 million a year. Wow. Um, it's a big number. Yeah. And then, of course, as I say, you lose the production taxes as, as you replace things with uh, renewables, right. and their production taxes are huge. Right. Um, so, in the process of thinking this through, you have to figure out a way to replace the taxes that you're losing uh, in that to sustain right uh, the standard of living that you have right and uh, that's the difficult part yeah that is really a difficult part I mean yeah. you know I've lived here all my life yeah when I graduated from high school I'd been in every state in the Union yeah except Alaska and Oklahoma <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Uh, I picked up Oklahoma yeah. the year after I graduated and yeah. thought I really ought to go there. So right. I did. And it's not the place if you're into gravity sports. But <laughs> anyway, um, I've been all over the U.S. in many, many times. Mm -hmm. And I love where I live. Yeah. There's so much to do in this area. Yeah. Um, so our work is to to make that better we need to make our main streets better yeah i think our project will be helpful you've got to have more people living in the downtown area yeah absolutely. you got to have a nightlife yes uh you know those kinds of opportunities which we call capacity uh -huh. in the economic development business capacity is everything from ambiance to infrastructure <laughs> right <laughs> and uh it's those kinds of things that you need to support a good job yeah uh, and so it's kind of a dual uh, responsibility in economic right. development to make sure the capacity thing is growing at a rate that you're right. that's going to sustain what you're trying to do in the future. Place to raise a family, you have yeah. good schools. You've got you know we've got awesome parks in, oh, yes, in our community. Definitely. I mean we have, and it's those kinds of amenities that say hey. You know, this would be a good place to live. Uh, well, I can put my business here, and my employees will be happy. If you happy want to go and, and go on your mountain bike ride in the yeah. wilderness, it's only 15 minutes yeah. from anywhere. Yeah. in town. Yeah, and you're in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are just there's some really great. Amenities. And you can choose D desert, uh, mountains. <laughs> you know, pine trees. You can choose. Water. I mean, there's so many different. Yeah, yeah, rivers yeah. and yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. So, it's all here. Well, fantastic. Well, um, I appreciate, appreciate everything you've done for Farmington and for the state and and what you're still doing with, with the whole economic development thing. I really, really um, am excited about about some of the possibilities that are coming out of all that. So. Oh, it didn't happen just me. No, it was no, a no, lot no. of people. 
but and, uh, you're still there and you're doing I'm it. I'm still and, there and yeah. I'm still doing it. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of a lot of folks in this town who are uh, really equal as concerned about its future and really working hard to make it happen. And uh, you know, the most important thing about having a job is having fun. Yeah. And there's some jobs that aren't fun. Yeah. And uh, you have to figure out how to make them that way. Yeah. You know, when we added the, the coffee shop into the into the art gallery, uh, it added to the fun quotient. Yeah. Um, there are people to talk to. And, yeah. You know, you get everybody under the sun, all different uh, political views and everything else. Yeah. And it's great to be able to sit down and have conversations with it folks. It is. And, yeah. Uh, Anyway, we need more of that. We yes. need more fun going on. Yeah. Uh, in the political world, it's all bitter. Sometimes so. people are critical of me because I would make jokes in the <laughs> in times that would seem inappropriate. But I remember in a committee in uh, Santa Fe once we were in. I was in judiciary. Oh my gosh, four years in judiciary was a wonderful learning experience. But I definitely don't want to be an attorney. <laughs> but you know, you no. get into some subjects that are really, really difficult. Yeah. And uh, one particular night, the uh, chair of the committee said, uh, we're going to do all of our, uh, all 36 items, so bring your jammies, because we're going to be there late. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> so about 9 o'clock, I bolted to my office, I put on my pajamas and my moose bathrobe, and I walked back into the committee. They didn't get it? In a really tense atmosphere, yes. we took this little break. <laughs> yeah. I walked in, everybody just broke out laughing. I sat down in my chair, put my bare feet up <laughs> on the table. The chairman goes, God, Taylor, I knew you would take that literally. Anyway, yeah. it was interesting because everybody laughed so hard yeah. that after that, the tension yes. in that room went way down. Yes. And it was amazing how yeah. it really changed that atmosphere. Comedy gives people a permission to... Even though to, there to, were some people that thought that was so inappropriate. Right. But it gives people but permission to loosen up. inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you anyway, so much. This was fun. It was yeah. fun. Thank you. Very cool. If I was a high school kid today, I'd be in prison. <laughs> because a lot of the stuff that I did today is a federal crime. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, he was a basement bomber. You know, my basement looked like Ted Kavinsky's castle. I didn't kill anybody. Right. You know? Ted uh, used to do that. Yeah. Yes. I had a Mountainaut program. Ken's Think Tank is a web series talk show recorded in video format and converted to audio for this podcast. Find all video and audio episodes at kensthinktank.com. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com